Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to our Real Housewives of Orange County episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. This is the time of the week that we are going to dive headfirst into Real Housewives of Orange County. Kate and I's podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. In that podcast, we break down a show from the TLC network, past or present. But in this episode, we are going to be chatting purely about the ladies of Orange County. Kate, I'm going to dive right in on what is, I don't really know your background, history, feelings of OC. I love OC. I mean, it gave us a lot at the beginning. Yep. And then it had the boring years and we got right. to this point, I think, with some of the original people, Vicky, Tamara, and it got stale. Mm-hmm. Um, controversial opinion is I like Gina and Emily. Most people will get into that, want yeah. them off the show, but I think they seem very OC like to me and provide a balance to the more mm. unhinged characters. Interesting. Okay. okay. In the way that sometimes Robin did on Potomac. Although I know oh, yeah, Sleepy yeah. Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Sleepy Robin. Um, and I'm glad Tamara's back. Okay. All right. That was a good, that was, I just wanted to, cause you know, guys, Kate and I obviously housewives aficionados. We just don't know. Sometimes I forget Kate, like where you started, how you're feeling about all the different franchises and we yeah. have to put respect on the name of OC. Yeah. It started everything. It started all of housewives. It was originally called behind the gates and right. that's what it was going to be. And it, it, and it was Vicky obviously was one of the first ones and she got on it because her son answered like a Craigslist ad 
and put them on film. That very odd son of hers that has no facial expressions and no emotions at any point of his life. Um, Michael Wolf Smith. Yes, I know it all. Um, he put on he put her on tape and that started that started Housewives. Wow, I didn't realize it was the son. Okay. It was the son. That's who we have to thank for getting Vicky on television and starting Housewives. So wow, thank you. Um I am listen, we have like you say, we have a lot to thank OC for. Brooks, the Brooks era, I mean, it was like nothing. I mean, it was a fantastic time in our history of Housewives. Yeah. Um, obviously Tamara is legendary. Yeah. Um, Shannon, the- that's not my fucking plate, Bador. Absolutely. White Walker, David Bador, who's been in the news a lot this week with his second div- filing for divorce for the second time to the same woman, Leslie, now has restraining orders against her and she and her mother have restraining orders against him. Um, yeah, he, and he's been photographed twice with Shannon this week. So I'll just oh, say that. Boy. Um, so going into this, we've had a lot of dull seasons. Lydia, yeah. remember her? Ooh. Oh, she gave us that hat moment where she looked like Abe Lincoln, but that's really all I remember True. about her. Peggy, that woman that, oh, can't even get into her. She was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were really down points, like, with any franchise apart from Roni, because it's amazing. So I went into this and I was like, look, Tamara's back. We're going to be okay here. We started the first, so we're two episodes in, guys. We're going to talk about last week's and this week's. So the first episode, the entrance of Tamara. This was so rich. We were just talking about motorcycles so much too. I know. Uh, She is just ripping her hog down the freeway. Guys, it was so cheesy and great entrance for Housewives. And we see her turn up. And I have a lot to say about this original scene. So we see with the first scene, we see her turn up in this bike and she takes her helmet off, waves perfect hair and that perfect tiny body that hasn't seen a carb for so many years that works out twice a day, every day, twice a day, every day. Um, She is so tiny and works so hard on that body. It's just a fascination of mine. It really is. Um, so she goes into those houses that all look the same and she reveals that, you know, she, she's like, I'm back and she knows how to play the game. That's why Tamara was always great. She always knew she had to bring something and she always brought it and she's polarizing. Some people hate her, whatever, but she's a phenomenal housewife. She knows exactly how to do it. One of the best. Um, stir all the drama, scream, get drunk. She does exact, she does everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, she tells us that last time you saw me, I was hiding in a bush, which was true. I love the clip back to that. And she's in this new house. She said, we sold our other house. We are now in a new house and her mother is living in like a little guest house there as well. Now we see this scene with the mother, um, Eddie, um, and her in the kitchen. What have your thoughts been historically about Eddie? Because we've seen him from the very beginning coming in, proposing, marriage. What are your thoughts on Eddie? I think as far as house husbands go, Eddie's a good guy. I think he... I think he's a good husband to Tamara, absolutely. He makes me cringe constantly. He's corny, yeah. Like this whole scene of them in the kitchen being like, oh, let's let's talk about sex. And he's like trying to be funny. He always makes me cringe. Like he always makes me good. And he's really nasty about other women. That's what he makes some comments. If you go back to the way he would talk about Vicky and the way he talked about Shannon in the second episode, she's a drunk, stay away from her. Like he is, 
he's a man that and I, and there's things like very OC Republican. Like I remember when if Tamara isn't dressed in like a pretty little dress and like hair all done, he's like, oh, you look really like manly today. Like he's just that type of guy that makes me really uncomfortable to be around because he's always trying to be funny and he's absolutely not funny at all. And yeah. that whole sex thing was so embarrassing. He was like desperately trying to be like, oh, so you're talking about, oh, I was, just, I was cringing. I couldn't watch it. I was so embarrassed. Those are all very valid points. The part that did make me laugh, though, is that they did a moan test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, make yeah. sure their teenage daughter can't hear her mom getting it on. The No, I would say what tops that is when they just popped up, which I did a screenshot. I'll put it on her Instagram the photo of the boyfriend and he's like it looks like he just got out of prison I don't know what that photo was but it was it was like him in a parking lot or something it was such a horrendous photo of this man that looked like a ghoul I don't know how else to describe him it was so bizarre it was he yeah he looked (laughs) scary so my question is did they have two properties then because they used to live in this house and then she said they renovated it and moved back into it and sold the Coda to Coza. I think they that? were there for what they were doing is I think they had that house they moved into the and then they got a really good um deal on this other she said like she never felt home in that house at home yeah. in that house so they saw one purchased it and they were like we'll get this other one we just need a couple more renovations for it to put it on the market and then somebody came to the house they were living in and said they gave them such a great offer that they just sold it and they hadn't even sold the other one yet so i think they were there for like two minutes oh i see i, believe, I, I see i that believe it's kind of complicated about that um nice. but um so we see her back and i do say you know talking about the housing stuff with tamra you know i always do believe that she was the most relatable mm-hmm. you saw her she talks about money issues you see her with the kids, you know, just making bread, cooking dinner for her husband. Like there was just something about her that was very, very relatable in businesses. And she was just much, much more relatable than a lot of the other ones. Like you could, she kind of showed you what she was doing on a Thursday evening in the house. She, she did. She's, she's very scrappy. I think that's why oh, I like her yeah. so much because oh, yeah. she comes from small town Midwest And she went out to California and built this life for herself and understands the assignment of being on reality TV and nails it. And yeah, I I think she's funny and makes the show exciting. And, you know, she was pregnant at 17 and she said I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. And I was working two jobs just to keep electricity on, you know, so she has fought and clawed her way. And then she ended up with that disaster husband as well, Simon. (gasps) Yeah. So, yeah, so we see that and we're getting a little, um, we find out RIP Cup Fitness. Uh, We knew this, but we're seeing it in the works. Yep. After 10 years, Cup Fitness could not survive the pandemic and is closing their doors. Yep. And, you know, we knew that had happened, but um, it was, uh, we saw them open. And that was another relatable thing. She was like, it is hard. I've put so much money into this and da, da, da. So um, we then go over and we visit um, Emily with, uh, oh, no, we see Archie. I love Archie, the dog of, um, oh, so, yeah, no, sorry. I'm slipping right. My next thing is when Shanna meets up with Emily. That's where I'm at. Hiking. Hiking. 
So we see Emily and Shannon, and I'm always confused about the relationships between all of them. They were kind of okay. I guess they're okay now. Uh, We see Archie again, big, beautiful Archie boy. And Fisker, who I have obviously had been just so in love with. Fisker's um, Emily's Pomeranian. Um, Recently, unfortunately, Fisker's passed away. I did see that on Instagram. So we'll dedicate this episode to Fisker because Fisker was just a beautiful, beautiful pom. Um, and Emily said that she that he that Fisker was with her since a puppy and when she went through her miscarriages and everything, Fisker was right there. So we love you, Fisker. Um yes. but we see them going for a walk. And I and then we see the confessionals with Shannon. And Kate, I'll tell you one thing that I haven't missed is Shannon trying to be funny. When she got her wrestles, so I just like, oh you know, it's so obvious that she like practiced that in her mirror. <laughs> I roll my eyes constantly. She's like, yeah. She thinks this is like this crazy old Shannon. No. <laughs> I know. She's like a cringe mom. She is cringe. And then we see, we get shots of Emily's kids and Gina's kids that are really, really grown up. They're mm-hmm. so grown up now. Um, and Gina, yeah, I don't like Gina. I Emily, I like. Gina, I sh- the voice that her trying to be fashionable. I am really on one today, listeners. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm being full on bitch today, but it's people trying to be funny and people trying to have a dress sense that don't. By the way, while I'm sat here in an HPU stolen um, sweater from my friend that went to this university um, with no makeup on, but you know it's fashion. Um, but Emily, when, um, so when Gina thinks fashionable is like putting a jacket over her shoulders, a blazer over her, sh- like t- resting on her shoulders. I just can't with Gina. Orange County, honey. <laughs> oh, she's so desperate. She's so desperate. Um, anyway, so where do we go, Kate? We see them on the hike. Um, I really liked. So they're talking. This is where we're more getting into the rift between Tamara yeah. and Shannon. Yeah. And I loved what uh, Shannon said about it. She's like, oh, we were so close. We traveled together. I watched her get baptized. I gave her an enema. And I was like, the things they have done on this show. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she's, they're both feeling sad about it. Yeah, (laughs) It's a whole range of emotions we see about this riff. But um, she's talking about how Tamara got fired from the show couple yeah. years ago and then proceeded to go podcast to podcast and shit on her mm-hmm. publicly you know besmirch her name and good for her because it got her back on the show and I'm sure Tamara knew full well to do that so we get clippets of these podcasts and it's something like you know oh she's a drunk she is an alcoholic she would always drink too much da, 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 da. and you know as housewives we love to get in financials and we love to get in their drinking issues as well that's always a good thing to get into um so Heather's obviously back and that Terry and Terry's face. And um, I mean, Heather and Terry, they try so it is all rehearsed. Every minute they're going to be on camera is rehearsed. Darling, And what I'm going to do is I'll get you in the wheelchair. I'll call myself Nurse Ratchet. I'll accidentally knock your foot. That'll be funny. We'll also be relatable because then we'll go upstairs and I'll be nursing it. Everything, Kate, is rehearsed between them. Well, she's an actress. Never she forget. She's, she was on several pilots and you know, <laughs> she made her way yeah. to the colossal mansion that she now it lives is in. 
plastic surgeons and what they earn. I, it's mind blowing. And of course, these two, they've done 15 TV shows. They've done everything. So we see them back. Heather, Terry's torn his meniscus. She's wheeling him around this gargantuan mall of a house. And then Heather starts to talk about Gina. And she says, you know, Gina and I were really, I don't buy this at all. Heather is calculated in every single, you thought Lisa Vanderpump was calculated. Heather, so much more so. She, you know, um, Gina's from Long Island um, and Heather's originally from New York, New York State. And so they had that, oh, we're just girls in the town last year when they went to New York. And Heather's like, you know, I just, I don't understand. I haven't really seen Gina. I really like Gina. Um, I haven't seen her. And then, you know, I just think that perhaps she's not inviting me to things. And then Terry Pips not inviting me to things because she thinks they aren't fancy enough. she's deciding she's deciding to be upset and offended about this because that's a storyline that's not like super personal yeah and uh gina ends up saying the same excuse when she comes over yeah i'm gonna drop by and she's like no one ever drops by my house there's like three gates to get through like okay Yeah. yeah And then we have Gina explaining, well, I've been busy and the kids and my mm-hmm. husband and then, da, da, and, um, and then eventually she says, Heather doesn't want to go to these dive bars and do things that aren't fabulous because she thinks yeah. they're below her. She wants me to invite her so she can say no and still yeah. feel good. Yeah, absolutely. Which is true. And then we meet a new member of the cast. We have new cast members. We meet Jen. And listen, uh, you know, we flip, flop, flip, flop. I like Jen from what we've seen in these two episodes, but I just wrote down Jen, the look, dot, dot, dot. It's just hard. This OC look, I couldn't pick any of them out of a lineup. It's bronzed, tanned, nose job, boob job, bleach blonde hair down to like your bra strap level and the the beachy waves. Lips done. Yep. All look the same. Mm-hmm. Always. In Try, I'm never. trying to picture her face clearly and I oh. kind of can't. Never not in workout gear. Always about to go and work out. Yep. Just the look. I, I just don't get, there is not, I think that's why I have such a hard time with OC. There is not an ounce of indi- individuality, not an ounce of it. They all look the same yeah it reminds me of high school where you're so scared of standing out and you just don't want anyone to notice you it's like that into adulthood plus money oh it's really painful to watch they all Mm -hmm. wear the same type dresses they all it's just hard so Jen comes on we meet so Jen is divorced with a new partner her she's from Oklahoma um her ex-husband Will we're gonna see him because his photo was featured. So we know if photo was featured, we'll see him at some point. But she has a new boyfriend that she's not living with. Um, but we see her closet. And I must admit, I was surprised at one thing. So we see this huge closet and, you know, everything's all fancy and OC, whatever. She's five kids. Um, and she's got this big box of shoes, right? Yeah. Did you see the type? I mean, do you have a comment about the shoes? They looked like it looked like a garage sale box. Oh, they looked, they looked old. 
they were really cheap shoes. They were all that cheap Sam old, Edelman yeah. shoes that, yeah. that you get from Nordstrom Rack. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. That's not on brand. So maybe you, maybe you are a little bit different. But I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> then we get a scene, by the way, when they're filming it, it's obviously in the height of summer. It's boy oh my god it looks so 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 hot oh because when they were walking Fisker and Archie those poor dogs did not need to be in that heat by the way but they got them their water and I love that Emily just drank out the water after the dog I would totally do that with my baby not an ish I love them um so then we go to it's um Heather it's um Emily, now who is it? Who's playing uh, Tamra and Emily, uh, Shad, um, Gina, and they're going to play pickleball. I don't need to hear that word ever again. Play tennis. Uh, I can't stand this pickleball. I'm just getting into it. I just bought a set. No, Kate. I'm not athletic enough for tennis yet. Oh. I'm working out. I'm trying to get more okay. know, strong and fit, but um, for now it's pickleball. It's all I can handle. I can't handle hearing this again. So they're all there and they're all boiling. Yeah. Boiling in this sun. It was like so much. Why do these women, like I understand they're going to be, I'm really on one today. Sorry, guys. I understand they're going to be on camera and you, you know, you're conscious of that, but they all have their hair down while they're playing sports in a hot weather. Like I I don't get it. I don't get it. Makes no sense. No sense. Okay, so then we see um Heather's desperately trying to be nice to it. Do, you, do you see this is I'm sorry, it's so calculated. Heather's like now with her drivers, she's like, Oh, thank you, mentioning them by name. And then now a server, she's like, and what was your name again? Yeah, right, bitch. Jeff Lewis exposed her fully of being one of the rudest people he's ever met with wait staff. So we know what you're doing, Heather. If Jeff Lewis says you're rude. No, no Jeff Lewis would be someone that would be good to wait staff because he understands that, you know, there's respect levels her she just thinks everybody works for her so now yeah. this season all of this damage control okay kate take over because i'm going off on one uh okay so we go to yoga in the park and this is the first time that tamra and shannon have seen each other in like two and a half years so yeah. the tension is high yeah um, the new girl jen owns a yoga studio which we're gonna see is kind of a storyline uh with cut fitness shutting down and her studio just starting and um so she's hosting this yoga session and it's really uncomfortable and they're kind of avoiding each other and then afterwards they're getting drinks and there's food and uh Tamara is talking to some of the girls I think like Gina maybe about the whole thing and Emily and Gina are like oh you have to I think you need to do this and you should say this you need to repair things and da, 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 da. and Shannon just walks up and goes oh are you guys talking about me and it's like Ugh. Ah. and Gina's like you never talk shit by the food mm-hmm. <laughs> yep I will add that everyone came in in their workout gear full makeup right obviously mm-hmm. hair all done Gina I just wrote she just always misses the mark. She comes in in this workout gear with a full on polyester looking, but I'm sure it was a polyester blazer perched on her shoulders. She just misses. Fashion. 
the mark. Holly, blazer equals fashion. Blazer equals fashion. Her and Meredith Marks. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yes. So then we have them chat a little bit. So, you know, the thing is with Tamara, and we'll go into it in the next episode as well. I'm, I, I fall heavily on Tamara's side. Shannon is a perpetual victim. She will always be a victim in her life. Remember, she's a, she comes from like a spoiled, she's a spoiled rich girl, essentially. That girl was brought up, not that everybody brings up with money is spoiled, but she was, you know, I think she just has a sense of entitlement, I think. And um, it's always always problems and I think when you're depressed of course you're going to be woe is me and she's been depressed for a very long time and I thought it was hysterical when she stood there going the thing is Tamara I'm just so happy and she looks miserable and and Tamara opens up she goes I lost she lost her dog um it's a lovely dog and she said you know and cut fitness is closing Tamara goes through Tamara's gone through so much shit man that's that monster son of hers Ryan the custody of that kid Simon has cancer her ex-husband who she's helping care for she goes she estrangement from her daughter her business is closing she lost her dog I mean I remember Eddie had huge health concerns with his heart as well yep she and she goes she's just a fighter like you said Kate Scrappy she is a fighter she will go through life fighting looking great and doing everything as that she can and Shannon will sit and go oh I'm just had so much going that's the difference between those two yes and Tamara has had enough of it mm-hmm. she's sick of giving and giving and then Shannon just doing the bare minimum and making everything about her all the time and that's yeah that's the root of it. And Shannon is trying to make it about the podcasts and this, you know, she's not seeing the big picture. She's kind of just picking on this. Well, you did, you went and talked about me and it's like, well, I talked about you because you weren't there for me for all this big stuff. And it's like, I don't know if they're going to get to, I don't know if they're going to see eye to eye at any point. I think Tamara was vulnerable with her and she felt she could be vulnerable. She was tearing up and and Shannon was very cold to her, very cold to her over that food table. Um, So is that how? Then we get the one week later. Yes. So we're into our next season. I mean, next episode. And Kate, I know that you picked this out. I know this is in your notes and I know that you are going to completely get it. Emily goes to meet with Jen at a restaurant. This is episode two. And they sit down, they order their drinks, alcoholic drinks, and then Emily gets with it a Diet Coke. And then Jen yep. goes, you do that. I do that too. And I was at this, I was screaming, I do that too. And I know Kate <laughs> does that too. <laughs> Beverage goblins. Yes. Love it. She orders a, a pop with the, with the drink and they bond Love over it. being Midwestern and it's, it. it's nice. Yes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. So what do they discuss in this? They're sat there having dinner and they're talking about, I don't think what they're even talking about. Oh, Emily comes, uh, no, Gina comes. Yes, Gina turns up and they talk about this party that Gina's going to have um, that's based on flamingo, fl- fl- flamingo mingles. I don't know, it's on a boat or something. And um, we just see three of them kind of chatting and then talking about um, how the yoga retreat went with Shannon and with um, Tamra. Then we go over to Heather's basement or whatever this room was. Okay. The Packing Uber. for college, right? Is wealth. That- yeah. That they have. The wealth is just. So it's this big monstrous size room that looked like a warehouse but it's probably just uh, a room they don't use packed full of embroidered um um uh bed sheets and things and for the two twins nikki and i've forgotten the girl's name that um are going to university so she says we're packing everything for them I don't know how American unis work. I really don't. I've only seen it through Housewives of when Ramona was buying um, um, Avery, like a $500 throw pillow for her university. But I don't know how, I don't know how it works with university here and how much you get sent and where you live. I don't know. It's different in England, but I just know that watching that, I just thought that wealth, that's all I could put down. Just the, it's it's not like that, at least when I was in college. So I went to a public university in uh, University of Iowa, go Hawks. And oh, it was just Hawks. like, <laughs> it was just like a desk and bunk beds. And that's pretty much it. And then you have a mini fridge and a futon underneath the bunk bed and maybe a little TV and you try your best to shove all your clothes in this little closet. And it it is like Gina said, it's like a prison cell. It was, it was tiny and nothing special. Yeah. But this university, they have laundry service. They do oh, your yeah. laundry. I was that's like, it. that's what she said. What if that's what she said. I forgot that they had laundry service. Yeah. And you can go online and rearrange it and they'll oh. do... You can customize your room. I was like, what school is this? Do we know? I'm sure. I've been, uh, it really was something else. And so, but the room is just packed full of stuff for them. She's packed. so, she's such a control freak. She yeah. has this very specific list of stuff she's packing for them. And I was like, wow, I, I can't imagine. Then we get our first, we get the meeting we've been waiting for of Tamara and Shannon are going to go and meet up. So they're yes. going for a drink, dinner, whatever. I think it's like daytime. So they're just going to meet a drink. And they're always, because it's the OC, they're always by the water, which is nice. And they're sat at this restaurant. Uh, Tamara's there first. And then Shannon comes in and Shannon needs to ditch the white pants. She has worn white jeans for every single day for the past 
I would say four years. And I just needed to get rid of them. He's not wearing white jeans. Like, I don't get it. We'll add it to the list of things that are out. Lasers. She wears skinny white jeans constantly. And it's, I just, I can't get over it with the wedge heels. That's what Shannon always wears. Yeah, we need to get rid of them. Absolutely. So we sit down. Now, Kate, I, we'd seen previews and I thought this was going to be a massive blow up. It wasn't as much of a blow up as I thought, but what did you take away from this conversation? I took away, I don't even know. She's telling Shannon, you ghosted me. Yes. And Shannon is saying, you talk shit about me and called me an alcoholic and all this stuff. And I know that later on, Tamara kind of uh, doesn't look so great on this episode, but I just have to be on Tamara's side out of all this. Yes. That's, I think I came out of it and I'm like, Shannon needs to fess up to being a messy drunk and like not being there for Tamara. Why doesn't she just say all that? I agree. I think Shannon, for some reason, I think now we know that she is no longer with Jen Jensen, Jen Johnson, whatever his name is. And I think they were probably getting ready to break up here. The previous season, I can't remember it too well, but I do remember there were rumblings of those two having massive blowout fights when they were wasted. Yeah, there was that. that, That's what it was. There was that rumor at the reunion that John Jensen Johnson, sorry, guys, I just have no idea what that name is, but he had got so wasted at a golf tournament that he got got thrown out. Do you remember that? Now that you're saying it, I do. I remember something about that. Yeah. And then Shannon was like, he wasn't even at that tournament or that golf club. He wasn't there. And they were like, he was so drunk. He had to get carried out or something like that. Mm -hmm. And this drink, I think drinking has been a massive bond between those two. I think they're both massive drinkers. We know Shannon. I mean, we remember Shannon. We remember Shannon. And we see in this that I think it's going to be, it's a big button and Tamara knows how to press the buttons. And that's why she's a great housewife. But it's also, you know, I think Shannon is perpetually depressed, clinically depressed. I think she drinks too much, which makes her depression even worse. And she is always going to be the victim. And Tamara's nasty. Yeah, she can say nasty things. But she's just saying, Shannon, you just weren't there for me. I have an ex-husband that has cancer. You know, I'm losing my business. Bronx has died. Like, you you never check in with me. And Shannon's response isn't, you're right, I didn't. I'm sorry. It's, well, you went on podcasts, you know, and you said bad things about me. So you mentioned my drinking. And then the waitress comes and she goes, I'll have a Belvedere and soda, please. <laughs> That's great. I know. It's, it's kind of giving me New York where it's like, you're a drunk. No, you're a drunk. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I I agree with all of that. I think that Shannon needs to have a come to Jesus moment and realize the hurt that she's caused. It's not helping with uh, both of them continuing to get drunk around each other this season. Probably, I think it's just going to be a lot of like screaming and. I mean, you crying. can never you can never accuse Tamara of being a drunk. Has she never being a dr- big drinker? I mean, she's she gets drunk on like three drinks, and that's like she's teeny and tiny. But yeah. she's not someone. She works too hard on fitness and everything. She doesn't drink. Like she's not a big drinker. She never has been. But on scenes like that, you know, she'll get drunk and stuff. But Shan yeah. is someone that drinks when she wakes up and goes to bed. 
Like that's the type of drinker Shannon is. And it's all right. being hidden. And we start hearing in these confessionals, which is great gossip, that Tamara tells us the amount of times she would be wasted calling her up and saying that that boyfriend of hers is wasted and leaving her. And then she'd be drunk and she'd be screaming and they'd have a massive fight and leaving them in New York and like crazy shit. It's because Shannon's life, and it was since she since David had that affair, it was horrendous and it it, it destroys people. But she and she is just but she's never worked on herself to recover from it. She's let it take everything from her. She let it all that weight that she gained, even in this relationship. I don't know what type of relationship this is, but it doesn't seem very happy. Like it's David's affair is over her and will just never leave her. And I think that is her mark of everything went wrong in my life. Poor me. But before then, it, she was always in. She was always in a horrendous marriage. And she she had so many opportunities to be able to be okay after that, deal with that um, affair. It, there was right and there was wrong. Shannon was in the right. Go on, grow. Be something, do it all. But she just is miserable and she's been miserable ever since. Yeah. And it's, that's, that can be the easier path. It's, it's really oh, hard yeah. to step out of that and change how you're doing things and your approach and yeah. take a hard look at your lifestyle and everything. That's really hard. I mean, I'm trying to do that right now with working out. I've taken so long off of, you know, the fit, even just that is like really uncomfortable to be like forcing myself to go do cardio and lift weights. It's like, Oh, this is not, this is not me. This is not my body screaming. Like, don't go, don't go. This isn't what we do. This isn't what we do. And I think that's what she has done with, uh, her life since, since the affair and everything. I think you're right. I think it's true. Yeah. And um, it is hard. We get in ruts. Mm -hmm. And even if we're happy or if we're not happy, we get in ruts and we turn around and we've lost ourselves. People do it in relationships. They do it at end of relationships. And you just go, I've got to get myself back. And it is a very uncomfortable thing to do, whether it's weight loss or whether it's fitness or whether it's just getting out of the house, like it's soul searching. You have to sit and you have to look at yourself and go, what do I want in my life? What do I want my life to look like? And it is things that we all put off because it is not a conversation we want with ourselves because it is holding up a mirror to our failures, to our disappointments, to everything. And it is hard, but we're all on that journey and we have to do it. We got to keep going. We got to keep, that's this little life, life, life lesson for everyone there. I think all of us, I know Kate and I are in that boat and it's just, we've got to you just want to be the best version of you and find yourself again. Mm-hmm. Really, it's we get lost very easily, and Shannon's definitely lost. So they kind of leave. I thought they were going to have a massive fight at the end, but they didn't really. They just left it like, well, okay, we'll move on. We'll see how everything goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they stand up and they're like, well, see you later. Then we go and we see um, Jen, her five kids and her ex. And she tells us a great story about fostering. So she was a, you know, Jen is a nurturer. She has her children. She fostered other children for a long time and then eventually um, adopted her youngest. And she's, I think that's where she's happiest. And I think with yoga as well, it makes a lot of sense. She's into healing. She's into just mothering and taking care of people. And I like, I I already kind of really like Jen. Um, We then do a montage of everyone working out. Kate, when I see someone, especially with their amount of money, 
working out on a carpet. I want to vomit. Guys, Emily is full on sweating and working out. She's doing sit-ups and all of this on a thick, plush, beige carpet. I wanted to vom, sweating into the carpet. That it just and there was no mat under it. It made me so uncomfortable. That feeling of carpet on your naked back and you're sweating. Oh! Uh, that that is so disgusting. I didn't really notice that, but you talking about it gives me the heebie-jeebies. It reminds me of Schwartz in Vanderpump Rules doing that in his apartment. But Emily has like ten thousand foot home. Like, go and find another place, do it. But we saw little Fisker come up and give little kisses. It was so wonderful. Yeah. Um, then we go over to we talk about cut fitness and Eddie's comment, Kate, about Shannon. Did you catch that? Mm, I don't know what was it Forgot. so we see them going in and this is what I mean about Eddie so we see them going into fit, cut fitness and they're selling everything off and it, it must be awful they put really I remember when they started that and it was so relatable when when Tamara was like we get up at 4 a.m I have three kids to look after whatever she had to look after she's and we are there until eight nine ten o'clock at night that is our life. That's all we're doing. And they built it up and it's very sad. So they're taking stuff off the wall. And Eddie goes, you know, how was it with um, Shannon or whatever? And um, she said, well, and, and before she even says anything, Eddie goes, well, she's an alcoholic. And the best thing that <laughs> the best thing that came out of Shannon or came from Shannon was David. Oh, I miss that comment. I mean, Eddie. David cheated on her constantly and had three girls, three young daughters at home. I mean, let's really. And and Shannon and and Tamara's just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, she's always doing that. And she's like, Tamara's someone that does want to please men, but she's stuck. She's always stuck between her friends and Eddie. Like he hated um, Vicky. And so she was always stuck trying to make excuses and trying to force a friendship and just be like, you don't need to force a friendship between them. But so that she sat there and she's going, I just don't know. Her drinking was brought up. And he goes, yeah, because she's a drunk. And Tamara's like, well, yeah. And, you know, I remember the phone calls. And she kind of goes into all of that about her being drunk. So then she talks a little bit about cut fitness and worried about Eddie and how he's going to cope with it all. Um, then we a face pops up from the past, a little very tiny face. Oh, Taylor Armstrong. I love no, Taylor. Oh, no. Before that. Oh. Shane, Emily's Who? husband. Oh, oh, yes. He's a lawyer. He's finally a lawyer. He is a practicing <laughs> California bar accredited lawyer. Um, and we see they're going. We find out that Gina's planned all this party and then she's COVID. Um, so they're going over to her house and Shane is in that. And when I see him all five foot four of him popping out of that big truck. I just went, no, no. Why are you driving a big truck? I'm so embarrassed. I was just cringing a lot of this. So he pops out and then they she, they get picking up all the stuff for the party because Emily's going to run it. We get to a yacht. And yes, Kate, we see a beautiful face from a cotton candy eaten face from our past. Taylor. I love Taylor. Love she Taylor. gave us... I mean, talk about early housewives drama. Her story was oh. dark. Um, oh. And I think that she has come out of that and um, seems to be doing okay. I thrive. 
yeah say that that's a really great point you bring up look at what taylor had domestic abuse she had suicide she was bank nearly bankrupt and raising that daughter on her own she said i was left with pennies i was left with nothing she had to sell her engagement ring because that man was so much in debt and she found his body i mean what taylor went through and she could sit around and do a shannon she could sit around her entire life and talk about look what happened to me but instead we saw we saw taylor back on the girls trip that's when we first saw at bluestone manor which was fantastic She's married to a great guy, to her lawyer, actually, which was really interesting. And they lived in Colorado for a long time, but now they've moved back to the OC. And we have the first housewife ever to go from one franchise fully into another one. And so deserved for Taylor. Welcome back, Taylor. Yes. So we see her. She's getting introduced to the folks that she hasn't met. Like she hasn't really met Emily and stuff. And then um, Tamara's on the way already tipsy with her plastic cup in the car yeah and she was to me obviously drinking to sort of ease the discomfort of being around Shannon on this boat and so she comes in you know half toasted and uh I don't know what happens on the boat she's looking for a fight dude she's Tamara's this is a very classic Tamara move because she she's so teeny tiny it probably does take like three drinks to get drunk and what she'll do is she'll be harboring feelings for someone she did this with everyone brooks with everyone she'll be harboring all these feelings and she'll get a drink she just says i want to fight tonight and she just fights it's great (laughs) yes so they're sitting oh this part was talk about shannon shannon being cringy they're sitting in a circle on the boat and the new housewife Jen is telling them about her family and how she the process of adopting her son and everything and it's you know it's a serious conversation and Shannon's drunk ass starts squawking and she like thinks that she's any of that I couldn't hear any of that because you pulled your mic away I didn't want to squawk in the (laughs) ear of the listeners um she's squawking like is that john or his son or some shit she thinks she sees someone she knows on another boat and it's literally just a stranger waving because they probably see the cameras or something and just completely derails this this nice conversation they're having so awful it doesn't even realize it yeah and of course she just played right into tamra's hands perfectly so Tamara starts could you see that do you see what she's doing this is it see this is her this is her you see what she does so she's getting riled up and riled up and riled up but Shannon yeah she's just like that's John's son oh yeah I think it is that John and she just kept going on and on and on and she's kind of she sat next to Heather and talking to Heather about it and then um we kind of the, the the Jen kind of stops that conversation she's like oh I kind of see what you mean to to Tamara which she loves then they all kind of move around a little bit and then they have a side discussion of like did you see what Shannon did blah 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 blah. they all come back everyone's wearing tennis shoes on the yacht well it's not a yacht on the boat but Tamara is wearing like seven inch chunky heels I don't know how she did it but it's amazing so she sits back down and she's ready for a fight Oh, the drink, the drinks are down her throat. And she, um, you know, someone says, Emily is like, shouldn't you apologize? Like, oh, so I think you should apologize to Jen because you kind of like interrupted her. And she's like, oh, it's just the Shannon. Oh, I had no, I'm very sorry. 
I'm very sorry if I did that. I did not realize. I did not know. And then Shannon's like, yeah, like you, like, uh, Tamara's like, yeah, like you always do or something. And then she just goes in. She's like, you are a, dr-. she calls her a drunk, right? An alcoholic. Yeah. Well, before this, when they're separated, Emily is talking to Tamara about it. And that's when Tamara's like, I didn't do it. Yeah. Except answer her 2 a.m. phone calls and she's yeah. always drunk and Emily tells us she I want to hear what you thought about this. Emily tells us that she thinks that Tamara should have drawn a boundary and told Shannon she can't be doing that anymore. And since she didn't, she was enabling the behavior. So it's like kind of on Tamara that that she had to deal with that because she didn't tell her to stop. And I was like, I feel like she probably did tell her to stop. I feel like Tamara um probably didn't tell her because Tamara mm. doesn't want to hurt Tamara is she's such a complicated woman she wouldn't want to die I can see her picking up the phone at 9 p.m and they're all sat down for dinner or something and she's picking up the phone and she's like, oh god it's Shannon and Eddie's in the background going get off the phone and Sha- and Tamara's like but I don't want to I don't want to say that to her like she's upset I don't know what to do I don't know what to do and so she would continuously answer the phone and she just was like I don't want to be I don't want to make her feel even worse it'd be like stop calling me because she knows how harsh she can be mm-hmm. so I don't think she probably ever set that boundary should mm-hmm. she yeah but it's not that easy you know it's not that easy for Tamara to do it right yeah I I don't know I don't know what I just if she knows, well, it's hard though. Cause she probably was at some points worried something was really wrong. Like if yeah. you get a call from your friend at 2 AM, right. then you're kind of like, Oh, I better see. Cause I was just going to say, oh, maybe I just wouldn't pick up, but then you would have to sit there and wonder. And yeah. I think that Eddie's in her ear all the time being like, Oh, just stop speaking to her. Cause he can cut people off very easily. So I think he's really like, just stop speaking to her. Stop having anything yeah. to do with that. I'm like, well, I can't. And I feel badly, but Eddie doesn't, doesn't click those emotions he's very much like nope just shut it down he's Fuck very much like that fuck a duck mm-hmm. so oh, yeah okay so yeah that screaming happens where she's telling emily no mm-hmm. and then and then they're all together yeah and then she's like um you're a liar you're a drunk and just calling her every name under the book and Ooh. then now, now shannon has the upper hand because she's staying calm and tamra's the screaming drunk one and it's yeah it's aggressive it it was interesting and then she you know Tamara was very drunk like you could tell her her eyes were I mean she was really drunk and you know Shannon was keeping calm which was lucky for her lucky for her but she was keeping it very very calm and then she kind of gets up and goes and then Tamara's just I felt I honestly felt so sorry for Tamara I just think she can't express her emotions we've seen that in many times past maybe she used to give speeches about her childhood and stuff like that and and I think she's a tough 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 cookie and I think she just everything came out and she's she's so hurt by Shannon because Shannon walked away from her Mm-hmm. And she still was on the show. Remember, it's got to do with the show as well. Right. Shannon was on the show, continued doing that, and just left Tamara behind. So I, I completely get Tamara's feelings of frustration. She doesn't know how to articulate, so she got wasted and she called her names. And then we see in the next episode that she's FaceTiming her and apologizing to Shannon. And I wanted to be really careful. I mean, she can apologize for the words she used, but Shannon needs to buck up, dude. And yeah. Uh, Tamara side 
Yeah. I mean, thinking about it that way makes sense why she's calling her a fake friend because she's like, you only really want to be friends when we're on camera getting drunk together. Yeah. And not, yeah. Yeah. He disposed of Tamara and Tamara felt disposed of. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Uh, That was kind of it for the show, right? Mm -hmm. That's all I have. All right. Well, guys, that's a wrap up of the first two. We will be doing Real Housewives of Orange County every single week. You will be getting it um, today, which is a Friday, um, as well as if you are if you have subscribed to us um, or one of our Patreon members, you will see in your feed um, that there are subscriber only episodes, one of which is getting released today in which we cover the insane, mind blowing, utterly confusing missing person slash imposter case of this boy that went missing and apparently turned up in Spain three years later. The documentary is called The Imposter and Kate and I are breaking it all down and chatting everything about it on our subscription. So sign up. It's just five bucks a month. You'll see it in your feed or you can go to patreon.com slash tenderlovingcare. Kate, anything else? Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Instagram. Instagram mm. is Tender Loving Care Podcast. Follow us there. Go to the link in the bio. It has everything you need and thank you for being here we appreciate you we do appreciate you guys thank you for everyone that's already signed up to our patreon and our subscribers go and do it now we love you we have tons of content for you and have a fabulous week we'll see you soon bye bye softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.